All right, we are live. We are live, and we are here. <laughs> we're a little bit late, but that's okay. Um, we are we are rocking and rolling today, and I hope I hope I get this right. We are here with my new friend Daria Vuda Pianova. Yes, Close. you got it right. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so she is here. She says to help us reevaluate reevaluate our coaching business by using these great five great pillars. Is that correct, Daria? Are you going to help yes. us do that today? Yes, yes. Awesome. For sure. Right. Yes. We are going to do that today on this latest episode of The Authority Project. All right. We'll make sure we're we're all set here for for streaming here. <laughs> uh, let me make sure my mic is on. I'm I'm sure they can hear us anyway. Nowhere else. All right. There we go. There we go. All right. So here is my first question. I ask all these questions for everybody here. Is first tell us who you are personally and then professionally. Wow, personally and professionally. Yes. When you're yeah. an entrepreneur, your all comes kind of together into a bigger vision and mission. So I'm Daria. I'm a Russian-Ukrainian. I grew up in Sweden, moved to France when I was 21 and met my partner there. Uh, so we have been the co-founders for nine years now together. So we travel the world and we work with entrepreneurs and we create amazing experiences for for thought leaders and coaches. So for me, life and work, is really together. For me, it's not about separating both. I think that we spend a lot of time um, working. And if I'm not doing something that I'm really passionate about, where I feel like I'm making the biggest impact with my talent, it doesn't make any sense for me. So I've been an entrepreneur for 10 years. Um, I love everything that has to do with experiences. I love experiences in my own life. I'm not into like buying stuff. I, I love traveling, I learn languages, create experience for my friends and family, quality time. And in work, it's the same. I love to create experiences for my clients that they can, you know, they can grow and they become better. And to more, to be more, a bit more, what I really do is that I run the Thought Leadership Academy. So we run a three-stage academy where we take coaches from kind of making a living to actually making a living. And then from there, we take them to experts and from experts to thought leaders. So we have five stages, but we have three kind of courses and group programs that we run and they are part of them. And then they become amazing sharing their mission and sharing their message. So, yeah. I love that. That is amazing. Mm. Awesome stuff. Okay, well, let's let's get right to it. Let's get right to it because you say first of all to reevaluate. Let's just start there. Um, do you see a problem with coaches today, business coaches today, on how they market their services, and what is that? Yes. I see that when someone comes, let's say this is probably more a stage two, stage three, when someone is starting off, they kind of know what they want to do. They are coaching and they're starting to get some traction and they're getting one-on-one -on -one clients and they're starting to run with it. What happens is that they forget to actually step back and think of where am I going with this? So they get into this rabbit race, like no rat race, where they are basically just taking on one-on-one -on -one clients 
And that can go on for a long time. They can go up to six figures with that. And I know I met people who were having multiple six figures coaching businesses where they're doing one-on-one and they were telling me, Daria, I work like crazy hours. I have seven sessions per day and I'm stuck and I'm in prison for my own business. And what they haven't done is that they haven't stepped back and said, is this what I wanted to create? Is this the best way I can impact? Is this the way best way I can actually, you know, help people f- go through an experience with me and give them results? Or is there another way? And I think that it's so important to always step back. If you're a coach or consultant, you're spending so much time helping other people that you forget about yourself. So if you can step back and start to think, hey, wait a second, am I choosing the direction of my coaching business or am I just following whatever comes my way? So I'm not actually, you know, choosing anything. I'm just reacting or constantly reacting to what people want from me. And I'm becoming, you know, many times burnout, depression or tired where they don't feel home in their business anymore. I have many clients coming to me who actually also get to six figures when they are just not happy anymore. They tell me I'm not they're not smiling. They're not, they, they tell me this is not what I came in for. I love helping people, but I forgot myself in my coaching business. So I think it's so crucial to all the time have some tools that you can come back to any second when you feel off, that you can come back and say, let's just check in and see where am I? Am I doing really what I want to do? Now, do you think that, I'm just going to follow up on that. Do you think that's part of how they were taught to do it that way, or it's just it's just been the norm for so many years that people just fall into doing one-on-one coaches, coaching sessions, and it just works out that way. How do you feel about that? I think that it's really about we have we have not done any studies around like we don't teach people how to run a coaching business. And what happened is basically there are certificates like coaching certificates, and there are we learn things in school, and there's so much we learn about sales and marketing and actually running a coaching business as a business owner, as a professional. That's something we don't learn. And what's happening right now is that more and more people become coaches. Coaching business, coaching industry is one of the fastest growing industries in the world. It's a billionaire dollar industry. And then when it comes to like even that this year, so many people will become independent and say, hey, wait a second, I can work for myself. I can work from home. I can really be my talent. And so as we have an industry of solopreneurs that is really growing, we have a lack of how do we deal with that? So it's not about that we don't want to do it. I really truly believe that there is a lack of knowledge and lack of trainings. And that's what we do in, in our academy. We really work on the business principles and the mindset principles for the coaches. So we take care of them and their coaching business. So for me, it's just a question of what do we teach? And having a coaching certificate is great. It's going to give you the tools, going to give you the, the expertise, and you can develop yourself as a master. You're going to master your art. However, it's not going to help you to live from that. And that's a big problem. We we make people believe that, oh, okay, you're going to get a certificate, and now you're done, and people are going to run to you and work yeah. with you. But if someone just Google live coach or business coach, you end up with so many results. Of, uh, so you're <laughs> basically a part of so many uh, very competitive markets. So you need to learn to work around that and become a thought leader. Awesome. Okay, so let's mm. let's get right into these five pillars that we need to reevaluate. Go right ahead with that. Yeah, amazing. So they're very simple, but it's just good to kind of sit down. And when you are listening to this, if you're watching this, just take paper and pen and think about it for your own uh, for your own business because this is really about stepping back and having some more reflection. So the first one is of course your thought leadership proposition. So what is that unique selling point of yours? Because if you're going to be a business coach or life coach or yoga teacher, wherever you want to teach, 
you will be in a competitive market where so many other people are doing the same. And of course, that's not what you are. You're much more than that. If you can start to think about that unique selling point of yours, and as your personality, it's about, about your unique skills. It's the way you're doing things. Of course, you can be a business coach or a life coach or anything else, but how are you doing things differently? What is that secret recipe of yours? Is it maybe you know the background that you have, or is it maybe that the way you're working, like for instance, uh, we use a lot of mindset work in our in our company. We do a lot of um, improv. Like my, my partner is um, has been a music musician. He has been a, a, a training theater before. Okay. So we do embody work because we do a lot of speaking engagements, uh, and our clients do that the same. So there are things that we do that other people don't really put into the coaching business, you know, and that is what our unique selling point. However, you need to find yours and. It's something that to you will always re-question. You will always come deeper. It's almost like gold digging. You will go deeper and deeper. You maybe not find it straight away, but if you don't ask yourself the question, how am I different? And the price is never the question. Price is never the good you know, solution <laughs> for that. You should always think deeper than that. What, how am I different? What is that unique secret recipe of mine that no one else has? And how am I standing out in this industry that will be the first thing so really think about your unique selling point um the number two is the framework so something that many coaches come when they come to us in the early stages they kind of do one-on-one -on -one coaching hourly coaching and they don't have a process so if they don't have a process there's no framework there's no method so somehow we are not taking our clients for a journey and our clients, they don't want to have coaching. They want to have results. They want to have transformation. They want to see something coming up on the other side and saying, wow, I grew with this experience. So it's a good question to ask yourself when you reevaluate your coaching business, how far have I come into developing my own framework, my step-by-step -step process? I have the secret recipe, but now what do I do with the secret recipe? How do I present it? Do I have five pillars? Like now we talk about five pillars or three pillars, or do I have a six steps process in models? Like what do I do? How do I put that together so it makes more sense? And someone can just take that and they can read it and they can re use that knowledge and they can apply that themselves so that's number two it's really interesting to see how far ahead am i with my framework development um number three is your current delivery forms so how do you deliver your your knowledge you have your secret recipe you have this knowledge of yours do you do one-on-one -on -one coaching? Do you do speaking engagements? Do you do group coaching? Do you do VIP coaching? And it's not really a question about what do you want to do most of? It's where do you find the best match between your natural you know, skills where you feel like, okay, this is a good way for me to work and for your clients to get results. For instance, if you look into online courses that many people go into after doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, the problem with online courses is that only 3% actually go through a course so if you're talking about impacting with your message let's say i want to really help people um maybe online course is not the natural next step going away from one-on-one -on -one coaching because yes it can but you need to be really good at creating the user experience and learning experience and you need to be good at it's not just putting together a course and put up some videos and you know kind of have that running because that's not going to naturally just create results just think about yourself how many courses you've bought and they are still in like in the you know you yeah. kind of where is that password of mine i don't really know right. anymore right. um so that's a big problem of our, if we do 
that's a myth that we have. Okay, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching and now on a scale, I'm going to create an online course. So mm -hmm. creating delivery methods that are actually going to create results for your clients is very important. For instance, for myself, we have uh, three group coaching programs that are running because that's where we give the biggest results to our clients. That's where we really get the biggest impact. And we have immersions where we meet, well, not at the moment, but we're going to have virtual soon um, for five days where we actually, you know, really do the groundwork together. That's kind of things that we have seen have given the biggest results and where we also enjoy the most. So it's about finding that. That's number three, your specific delivery forms, actually finding the ones that are making impact on your clients and that you're enjoying. And um, number four is price and packaging. So here's the thing. Yeah. Pricing is really not only about the choice of your clients if you're thinking like okay they come to you and they ask you how much do you charge and you're like oh i hope they're gonna accept this you know my hourly rate <laughs> yeah. it's it's not you're not really mastering your business you're not really in charge of you know your pricing your packaging so you have to develop a pricing and packaging where there's the win-win situation where you feel like okay I, this is the price that where i feel valued for my work it's the price where i can really give the return on investment to my clients my clients see the value so they are also on board with that and there's a really good win-win situation for both of us so the pricing and packaging if you are feeling like oh my God, I'm working so much, I'm undercharged. Maybe you are undercharging and maybe you have to rethink your pricing packaging. And, you know, it can be so simple sometimes. We did re re we reworked the pricing packaging for one of our new members and in two months, she increased her revenue with 400%. Why? Because she really understood, wow, I'm undervaluing myself. I have to repackage how I'm giving my coaching. And in two months, she said it's the first time she can live from her coaching business after three years of struggling <laughs> to make a living. And yeah. after two months with us, after pricing packaging being her, you know, her weak point where she was really stuck, she managed to turn it around and say, okay, this is where I need to get something going and I need to charge more and I need to work with packaging that is making sense for my clients. And now she's charging, and I mean, 400% increase in, in two months, it's going to make a difference in your coaching business for sure. Yeah. I, I like um, how, let me just go right. I like how you said pricing and packaging, because I think people just go to the point where we're just going to up the price without uh, without doing anything to, to their packaging. Can yeah. you tell people, show people how important it is for people to, for that to be joined together with the pricing yeah. back before you go to number five? Okay. Yes. So, I mean, you need to create an experience and we come back to the framework we were speaking about before that you have a step-by-step -step process you're taking you have come, someone coming to you who needs your help and they want to work with you and you want to help them to go from a step no a yeah. to b b to c c to d yeah. and each process each stage is kind of a package so you can say that okay we're gonna start here and you're at this level and i'm gonna take you through this it's gonna take 90 days it's gonna take six uh, like six months it's gonna take that much amount of the time and you're the one deciding it's not your client gonna tell you i want to do 10 sessions you are the one in charge saying for me to be able to do my work well we need to work together at least for 10 sessions or at least for 12 sessions because otherwise i cannot really deliver my real value and being really into non-compromising what you need to do in order to create the best experience for your clients. So that's the first thing. When you start to think about packaging is 
what do I need to do to really, if I, if I will stop negotiating myself, if I stop negotiating, <laughs> you know, yeah, I can do a couple of hours like this, or I can go down with the pricing, or mm. I can do this and that, and I can do Facebook ads, and I can do like, you know, massage, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. no, no, no. What are you good at? What's your secret recipe? What do you need to do to deliver? Like you're the master of your own skills. So you need to know and be firm and say, for me to be able to work with you, I need at least 90 days. If you want to do one-on-one hourly, I cannot help you. And be mm. able to say no to that and say, my pricing, my packaging, my packaging is this way. And the pricing comes with that. If you know that you like to go deep, for me, for myself, I like to go deep with my clients and work long-term and really help them to go through the experience, like hand-holding, that's something, implementation that I like to do. So our our academy, we only take on 120 people at the same time. We're not more than that because we want to keep space for them or really hold the space for them. And for someone coming into me and saying that, okay, I actually want to just do this you know, one, one off, they will not be able to work with me because I need to do that in that way. But some other people like to do, work with groups and they are really good at holding space for many people, but more like beginner level and having an online course with ongoing support, something like that. Maybe that's their style. But you need to also see if I'm going to go deep with several people, I cannot do nine sessions per day. It's not possible. Yeah. So for me, for instance, I almost never do one-on-one coaching anymore, only for very high-level executives. If it's someone's working with you know, big networks or CEOs or something like that, they can really not join my group coaching. Otherwise, I'm only doing group coaching sessions because for me, my natural skill, the talent of helping people is in that way. That means that my pricing is adjusted in a way that my clients feel like, wow, I'm getting so much value and I'm seeing that I have enough space to actually work with them. I have enough space to do other things as, for instance, going on podcasts or yeah. you know, sharing <laughs> content and writing new um, new content for my clients, creating new models, creating more value for them so I can over-deliver every time. If I am only giving sessions to make a living, then I don't have enough space in my schedule to think about my frameworks or to find new clients. That's perfect. Go ahead. Go ahead, number five. That's Go ahead. <laughs> yes. I love it so far. Awesome stuff. Go ahead. Okay. Um, and the last one is the sales strategy. So we spoke about several things that we, as you see that I talk a lot about, you have to start thinking in your business, not just running with it and then just getting like hoping that some referrals will give you coaching clients. So if you learn to, to think better about this is my secret recipe, this is my framework, and this is the way I deliver that, you also need to think about how I'm going to sell that. And here's the thing. Again, we are not taught to, to do that. If you go into a coaching certificate, most of the time they don't teach you how are you actually going to sell that when you're done. And that's a skill you need to learn. And if you're feeling like, oh, it's uncomfortable and I don't like rejection, I just want people, you know, I just want to send out an email and I'm just going to hide under the table and hope someone's going to answer because that's something that's so scary. You know, it's it's your baby. It's basically your, your talent. You're sharing something with your world, your most precious talent because it's your service. It's not, it's not the product. It's you giving your knowledge or you're teaching something. So it's super scary to feel a rejection if someone comes to you and say, you know what, I cannot work with you because it's not the right time or I'm not, you know, it's, I'm not, it's not the right fit for me. It's almost very like we're feeling that, oh, they talk about me, but it's never about you really. So if you can learn 
to make peace with sales and create a sales strategy and not hope marketing. It's not about hoping that someone's <laughs> going to come into your world and hoping that they're going to enroll by themselves and you know find the site. It usually make it easy for people to join your mission. Make it easy for your clients to find you, to work with you and start inviting people. And here's the thing about sales strategy. I want you to think that, yes, it's uncomfortable, but if you're on a mission, it's not about you. If you're keeping yourself on the fence with actually inviting someone to go on the journey to work with you, you're not helping them. You're not being in your true power of being your talent. I'm not telling about forcing. I'm not talking about any manipulation. But if you never say, hey, would you like to work with me? I can help you because you're afraid to get a no. <laughs> your coaching business will always depend on the referrals. And that's not a really good space to be in. You want to be sustainable. You want to be able to say, I can go out in this virtual world and I can have new people joining my mission, which your mission is basically helping more people to, you know, and impact them. So it's very important to ask yourself honest question. Am I really in control of my sales? Am I really in control of my sales strategy? Or am I just hoping that someone will find me? And if that's the case, be honest and do something about it. Awesome. Okay, so mm. uh, those are the five pillars. We got them. Yes. That was incredibly done. Great stuff. Now I'm going to challenge you here a little bit here. Well, not challenge yeah. you. I'm, I'm going to take you back. Not going to challenge you. Take you back to a point where you finally, when you were way back in the, in the early stages, mm. how did you get to the point where you felt like you were in your groove in this field? You know what I'm saying? Where you were like, eh, I'm like, oh, now I... Yeah, that yeah. the aha moment. It's like, oh, now I. Oh yeah, oh for up. sure. Can you tell us, take us back to that point. You know, absolutely. So for me, that was a very crucial point when I was working with. I was starting doing coaching, um, coaching clients. I was coaching one on one mostly, and I was getting. I was more like just seeing whatever comes my way. I was going after clients, but I was more like, yeah, I can do this and I can do that. I was just kind of, I can do everything. Yeah. And at some point, I my clients were not the good, like it was not ever really a good fit. I was working with things that I didn't love. I was, they were not paying in time. They were not respecting my time. They were canceling, you know, one day before they were, we were supposed to have a meeting and I booked the room and I just organized everything and I just canceled where they didn't show up. It was just really, really bad. And that moment I was dependent on clients. I was not having, you know, a six figure business or I could just say like, whatever, I can just, you know, stop working with them. I was in a situation where I was feeling okay, I need these clients to actually pay my rent. However, I got to a point where I said no more. And it was really inside of me. I got, I, I just had a firm feeling one morning that said, I will no longer commit to working in these conditions. I not got, I'm, it's, it's over. It's just over. I cannot. And it was inside of myself. There was just a point where I said, I'm going to create a non-negotiable list. And I took my phone and Evernote and I wrote down from June 1st, I will no longer. And I wrote a list of six things that I will mm. no longer do. And from that point, it was just a firm commitment to myself that I'm not, I'm not going to take on clients who don't respect me. I'm going to charge. And I said, what's the worst thing that can happen? 
Worst thing that can happen, well, I'll have to kind of figure out something at some point, but no longer in these conditions. And my business grew. In 18 months, we had 460% increase in sales from the moment when I um, decided that I will no longer accept those conditions. When I became the leader of my own business, when I decided this is the way I'm going to run it, and if it's not good for you, and if you don't want to you know, accept that that's, those my, are my conditions to do my work well, then I'm not the right fit. And that gave me better clients. And that gave me more people really coming into my world and saying, wow, and gave me better, you know, they get better results as well because I was firm at this is how I work and it's how I deliver my 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 support. And it's not gonna be doing your Facebook ads, not gonna be, you know, <laughs> doing this and that. And and that was inside of me. And I was really realizing that the worst thing that can happen is that I will have to find another way, but there is a moment where I need to decide inside of myself that I'm not going to accept these conditions because this is not the way I want to run my business. Wow. Awesome mm. stuff. That's an incredible. I love all of that. I mean, uh, I, I guess the only one last question is because you are obviously an authority in this field. <laughs> you've proven that today. I'm sure you've proven that over time. Can you just tell us, um, I got teach to well, ask this of all our um, guests now, tell us how to be an authority for real in this field. If you're just starting out fresh and maybe you got your certificate or whatever, maybe you need to have a certificate. Tell us, tell us what you people think they need to start to be an authority in this field. How does that work? Great question. I would say do the scary things every day. Stop create an email list and working on your website and hiding in your cave. Stop hiding in your cave. Like the cave work, everyone doing the cave work and the one listening to that, they know that they're, when I'm speaking about them, stop doing the cave work. The only thing you need to do is not to have a fancy website or having a this and that or fancy camera. The only thing you need to do is get your phone and contact the person that you think you can help and say, would you like to work with me? The mm. only thing, I mean, why are we not doing that? Because it's scary, because yeah. rejection. <laughs> so get over yourself and get, and, and get on that phone and get out and start helping people. I think the worst thing we can do is being in that cave. And the cave is basically the space where you, I have to work on my product. I have to work on my, my email list. I have to work on my opt-ins. I have to work on this and that. And you're staying in this cave and the cave makes it, it become smaller and smaller. And it's full of fear. And it's full of going out in this world and saying, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not the expert. Maybe, uh, you know, the imposter syndrome taking over and you're just feeling smaller and smaller. The only thing you can do is to switch that and say, Okay, I'm gonna fail. I'm gonna, you know, <laughs> it's not gonna work out the first time. It's yeah. okay. And just start getting out there, get out of the cave. That's the best thing I can I can tell anyone starting off. And I'm telling it to my clients, and then all the time I'm really you know getting them to to get out in this world. You need to get out. And you might say, Well, yeah. I'm not ready, I don't, I'm not I'm not someone who's doing lives, I'm not someone who's doing <laughs> podcasts. Like, who is speaking? Is it you right. speaking? Or is it your smaller self that is starting to keep you away from your true self, your true power? Because if you really think that, and I have just a very short story. I have a, a client of mine, a member of our community. She was telling me, Daria, I don't want to do lies because it's not my style. And I said, no, you're, you, it's not true. And <laughs> just get out of, you know, your mission, your mission needs you. So get, it's not about you, it's about your mission. It's about your vision for this 
Blah, and now she's doing pod, like lives every day, almost like she's on webinars <laughs> and she's everywhere because she's like, oh my God, it's not that scary. It's so it's about scary. go through that. Don't stay in the cave because being in that cave, you're not helping anybody. So just get out and start producing. Don't think about perfection. Just get out and think about who you're helping. Awesome. I love it. I love that cave analogy. I had a person I'm working with now who was sort of in that same, same realm of being like, I'm not, it was scary for her. Now I'm just yeah. getting her getting her out of that. So I love how you put that in there. I'm going to show her this right away after, after we get out of here with mm-hmm. this. But that is amazing, incredible insights. I mean, you, you, you killed it. Just, 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 just amazing. I love it. Love everything you said today. Thank you. I, I'll make sure everybody gets to, gets to hear this today. So um, tell us, please tell us where people can find you and connect with you um, to work with you further. Yeah, absolutely. So the best place to go is my my community on Facebook. It's a thought leadership uh, community, TLA community. You can also add me on LinkedIn. Just put dariav.com because my name is very long. So we make it simple <laughs> and short. And just let me know that you listen to this podcast. The best place is always the Facebook group because we do a lot of lives and trainings and there's a lot of great people in the group. So connecting and growing together, it's all about co-elevation. So that's the place to be. Awesome. That is incredible. Thank you so much. And for people who are tuning into the this Authority Project episode, please see the Authority Builders Academy Facebook group for more trainings like this and to learn how to be an authority just like Daria, who just crushed it today. So um, any final words before we go, Daria at all? Any final words? Are we good to go? I would say just for the ones listening and watching, don't just go away from this interview or podcast saying that that was inspiring. Because if, if it was only inspiring, I failed. Mm-hmm. I want you to get out of your own way and get out. And if you can just do one action from today, if that's going live or just saying, okay, I'm going to rework my pricing, I'm going to rework this, or I'm just going to do this and do it differently. If you take that one action, then I'm going to be so happy because that makes it this was worth this time. But if you stay with that was inspiring, Mm-hmm. Then that, that's rethink this, re-listen and go back and find something to do and take that action. Get out of the cave. Absolutely. I love it. Uh, and that that's, that's a wrap. I have nothing else to say besides that. People, thank you so much, Dari, for coming through here. I really, really appreciate it. And that was the end of this incredible episode of The Authority Project.